0: Father, we thank you right now. Hey, so glad to have you with us today. Let's just open in prayer. Stand up with me if you will. Uh, so good to have Miss Janika with us today, leading again. Yes. Amen. Give her a good hand clap. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Uh, next week, um, I'll let you know too. Uh, next week, uh, I'm looking forward to. It. Molly will be with us. Molly's going to lead worship uh, with us, so uh, so she'll be here and. Uh, please do not make a big deal about it, and tell her you love her, because I am tired of hearing her tell me how much y'all love her. Can I have an amen? I mean, she tells me all the time they love me, they love me, and I'm like, no, they don't, no, they don't. They're they're being. I know you do, I do, and I thank you for it. I love you for it. So uh, if you want to join hands with somebody, you can. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you right now. Everybody, say thank you. We thank you Father right now for all your goodness. We thank you Father right now for your spirit. We thank you Father for your promises. Father we just thank you for you. We thank you for the gift of Jesus in this day and the gift of life into our our spirit. So Father right now we come in this day to worship you and to give you this service. We come Father today to seek your face, to turn from wicked ways, to, to, to cleanse our hearts. To, to, um, to, to repent and turn back towards you in every part of our life, in every part of our life, Father, to make sure that we turn and worship you, the God of heaven. And Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for the forgiveness of our sins, for the blessedness of the, of the Spirit, and for the promise of eternal life in Jesus' name. So Father, we thank you that this is the day that we shall rejoice, and that this day we shall give you worship, and this day, your name will be proclaimed in our life and in the life of all those we come into contact with. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. Amen. amen.
1: Good morning, Grace Summit. Good morning. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. Come on, let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word says, hallelujah is the highest praise, amen? So this is going to be interactive today, okay? When the song says, I lift my hands, come on, everybody lift your hands in the house today. Glory to God. And it says, bow our heads so we bow before him, amen? Hallelujah. When you lift your hands before the Father, it's really an act of surrender. Amen. You're giving up everything because you're saying, Father, I can't handle this. I need you to take it because only you are God and you are God alone. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's right. Come on, put your hands together. You, Lord, and I bow my head as I honor you, Lord. Come on, look that up. Hallelujah. Lord And I bow my head As I honor you Lord I lift my hands As I praise you Lord And I bow my head As I honor you Lord Hallelujah You're worthy Come on put those hands together Hallelujah Be praised, Hallelujah! Hallelujah is the highest praise. Yeah, He's worthy today. Hallelujah, You're worthy. Hallelujah. together hallelujah hallelujah he's worthy today hallelujah glory to god we look to him because he's the author and the finisher of all our perfect good work amen hallelujah so we're honoring him today with our best praise amen hallelujah look to you. Hallelujah. You're where our help comes from. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. Come on and worship right there. To see things like you do, God, I look to you. You're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom. You know just what to do. How many y'all believe that this morning? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. To see things like you do God I look to you you're where my help comes from give me wisdom you know just what to do and I will love you Lord my strength and I will love you Lord my strength. Forever, all my days, I will love you Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory Glory to God. I bested it
2: up. Hello, hello. Y'all can hear me? No, good morning. So, isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord this morning? We have ushered in the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, y'all, giving God this wonderful praise. And it's heartfelt, y'all. The Word says to worship God in spirit and in truth. And so when we come into the Lord's presence, With our spirits open to receive whatever it is that God has for us, we have great expectations of Him when we walk in this door. Everybody is bringing a need in, spoken or unspoken. And we're walking in this door looking for a revelation from the Lord. And y'all, God has truly been working with me on just being present. God is everywhere. We are right here. We are in the now. And yesterday I shared with the ladies um, in the Bible study that God in the now with us being here is Him being near, Him being on time, and Him being with me. So if you ever find yourself getting anxious, stressing and worrying about the future, or feeling sad and down, feeling um, complex, feeling not enough, letting the wounds of your past show up. Get into God's presence because now is the only time that we have to do that. And so today, my prayer is going to be for us to be more present because it's a gift. Don't we all want gifts? Yes. So the prayer is for us to be present. So I'm going to call down the ushers. Ushers. the leaders of prayer and if you desire prayer for any reason if you have any need any desire if you're standing in the gap interceding for someone else you may have a family member who has gone astray and you know that there's nothing impossible for God because if you separate that it's I'm possible that's what God says so if you have need of anything come down and my prayer today is for us to be present for us to practice the presence of God. So Father God, we come to you today clarity of mind, Lord, humble in heart, open spirit, Father, for whatever it is that you have for us today in this meeting. And Lord God, I'm just praying that minds would be set on your word, Lord. That we would do like your word says and let every man be a liar and you be the truth. And Father, I pray that with us practicing being in the now, be practicing the presence of you always, Lord. That we will go back to your word for what the standard is and not let this world standard take weight on us in doing the things that you've called us to do. And Father God, for every wandering mind, for every racing thought, for every low spirit, Lord God, for every challenged heart, for every deceived feeling or emotion that comes and communicates anything differently to us than what your word said, Lord God, we bind it and we rebuke it and we send it back to the pits of hell from where it came. And Father God, I pray peace. I pray not only that we look for the feeling of being with you, But Lord God, that we know through your word that you are with us always. Lord, you said you would never leave us nor forsake us. And Father, I pray that we become a body of people that draw in the lost and the wounded, Lord God, so that they too can know your peace, they can know your love, and they can know what you mean by true community. And Father God, I just thank you for what you are doing in this church body, for the lives that you're bringing here to be impacted and to be saved and then to go out and do your great commission. Go to all the corners of the world and preach the good news. And Father, we glorify you, we love you, we honor you and we praise you in all things, through all things and for all things. Amen.
1: You anyway. deserts I'll travel near o- To God, Hallelujah. Glory to Your name, Hallelujah. Glory to
0: God. And everybody, say Amen. Give them a good hand clap again. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey, you know I um. Let's do something, okay? I know I'm always thinking about uh, online. And because uh, I know uh, I got a great compliment this morning, because you know, Molly was here with us last week on video. It, it worked so good. My grandson and Luke actually thought Molly was here when they came into the church. And uh, well, what's funny is I had somebody tell me this morning, they said they weren't here in person, but they watched the last week. They said, I just thought Molly was there. And uh, so I'm never saying again when we use video. Can I have an amen? We'll never say it again. I'm just going to let everybody... Believe. But, you know, this is supposed to be Family Sunday. So let me, let me do something. Um, is that music from back here? Um, yes. Give me, some, give me something really upbeat. Either that first thing or something, just something. And this is Family Sunday. Everybody say Family Sunday. Family Sunday. So everybody stand up for a minute. We're going to do something. Now, if you're watching online, we love you and we bless you. And if you were here, you were gonna to get to take part in this. But you're not here, so I can't do nothing about it. So if you're at home, I want you to walk around the living room and greet each other, as long as we greet each other here. Can I have an amen? So now anyway, here's what I wanna do. Miss um, Sherry, give me the 10-minute countdown, and fast-forward it to five minutes. And so I just want you to take five minutes, walk around, fellowship, If there's somebody you don't know, go meet them. If you got to tell them something funny about yourself, do. Whatever you got to do. Just meet somebody you never, and take off, enjoy yourself. So we're back. If you're, uh, if you are online, um, we're back. A couple things. I'm I'm just going to do. I'm going to call this a not a church business meeting, but just take care. A couple weeks back, we um, we still don't have a good title. I got to be honest. I still don't like the title for this ministry. Um, uh, Ben, where you at, Ben? Where's Ben at? Can Ben hear me? There he is. Okay. Uh, ben, uh, put your coffee down. Get up here. Come on, amen. I'll bring you coffee. We'll put it up here with mine. Um, ben, a uh, couple of weeks back, he had in his heart for us to do uh, uh, to begin a ministry that uh, had been a part of his life for growing up, and um, set that down, amen. Right. And uh, share again about the ministry, but it kicks off today.
3: So. Yes, it was. I think maybe january or early february i was um, i really felt led to start a prayer ministry but the i don't want to say the uniqueness but the purpose was to pray while the service was happening so this morning during worship and during prayer and during fellowship we were in the the room right off the stage praying and interceding and um, you know coming before the lord in boldness and in faith. And if you're interested in participating in that or learning more about that, you can come find me after the service and I'll fill you in on some more details. Part of the inspiration for me was in college, we had a, a, a prayer team that would do something similar most of their focus was praying before the service, but there were some of us who would pray while the service was happening. And, uh, you know, I just suddenly, I sort of felt impressed to start that here. You know, Danny Johnston, when he came and um, has talked about increase and growth, um, and of course what Chris has talked about is, you know, you have to do something first. Um, And so that's part of the reason um, was you know, the. The teachings and the wisdom that they imparted with the will of the Lord, um, sort of joining intersecting, um, and so we're looking forward to and you know, optimistically um, taking part in doing something deliberate and intentional and you know prayer is i don 't want to say it 's necessarily difficult, but it can be um, it can be something that seems inconvenient at times where it feels like we have a lot to do and it, it seems like stepping away to, to pray seems not the right course, uh, but we know that's not the case. And again, if you're interested, you go please come talk to me after the service. And um, you know, this morning, it was a very powerful time um, and looking forward to what comes next from glory to glory, right?
0: Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a good hand. Amen. Oh, you too. Thank you. Hallelujah. I, uh, you know, we've been calling it concurrent prayer. Summit prayer, summit prayer. prayer. And um, I like the concurrent word because that means, you know, at the same time. Although the bad thing is somebody said every time we say that they think they're being sentenced to jail because the only time they've ever heard the word concurrent is with concurrent sentences. And I said, no, we're not sending you to jail. Amen. Um, So, uh, so there's that. So uh, I want to thank God. But who in here knows that that's important? Prayer is important, and I do believe as a church we're being drawn back to prayer. Uh, we have second Saturday prayer coming up. Um, the, uh, I don't know if we're going to do it in April. I'm trying to make sure. We probably will. That second Saturday prayer is the night before Easter service. Uh, who in here knows that Easter is a big week, a uh, big day? I got one woo. Who in here knows that Easter is a big day? Amen. Okay. Now, I have a slide. I don't know if we can find it. It's got a thing on there. Um, We've got some banners out. It's got gseaster.com. That site is not live. It'll be hopefully live tonight. Uh, And so next Sunday, we'll start giving out cards. Um, Easter is a great time. Easter is a great time of uh, opportunity. You've got people who will come to church on Easter because... That's what they did as a kid. They ain't going to church the day after the week before, but they, want, they will go on that day. And so we want to make Easter this year. And again, we got to give God something to work with. Uh, the next couple of weeks, we'll be mailing out about 2,300 postcards. We've got those, we've got other things. We've got a work day coming up at the end of March. Uh, so um, a lot of things to be a part of. So I want to encourage you to be number one, praying for Easter. Yeah. And one of the things that we're going to do on that website, it'll have a place, not only you can tell someone, You know, if you want to come to church, it'll have a QR code. It'll take, the QR code takes you to gseaster.com. But on that site, also for us, it'll have a place where you can sign up to pray. And you can pray for an hour a week. You can pray every hour of the day for a week. You can pray for a softened week, whatever you want to do, however much you can pray. But I want to make sure that we saturate Easter with prayer. Now, last year, we had a great Easter service. What made it so great for me was right at the about... 15 minutes into the service, we had about 30 people walk in the sanctuary. And uh, none of them were from us. Come to find out, there was a drug rehabilitation center just kind of picked us out. They'd visited a couple more and just picked us out and they showed up. Well, about 20 of them got born again. And they came for a good little bit. And what was funny was, is one of them, man, you could tell, buddy, that, that, that guy had grew up rough. But man, God had got a hold of him, and Molly said, hey, the van's pulled up. <laughs> He leaned out there. He said, hey, get in here. The pastor's about to preach. Move it. And I thought, that man needs to be over the usher ministry. Can I have an amen? I mean, I was like, I wanted him and a uh, great guy. And um, anyway, so, so I want us to make sure that we, we're here for that. And then at the same time, we want to make sure we have things in place for after that. So I know I'll be talking to Karen uh, this week, next week, about ushers and uh, different people about uh, greeters, and not ushers, greeters, and then ushers. I did the usher thing too. And um, just to make sure, because who in here knows we have to, who in here wants to grow? God, give me a better amen than that. Come on, amen. Let's say who in here is hungry to grow, amen, hungry. Well, you know, we have to do things to make sure we're ready to grow. And so we gotta have certain things in place. I I can only put 12 ounces of liquid in that can. I think it's amazing, I can buy a drink from Chick-fil-A, God bless them, Jesus' chicken, I know what, God bless them. But they put all that ice in there, in a large cup, it'll only hold 12 ounces of drink. Do you know that, maybe, maybe, maybe 14. That thing looks like it's gonna hold 32 ounces. You put all that ice in there, 14 ounces, about it. So the only way to get more drink in there is either have less ice, Or more, you know, is that right? But you know, the bad thing about that is I love Chick-fil-A ice. I love Chick-fil-A ice. I will go and get a cup of water from Chick-fil-A just to pour their water out and put my own Diet Coke in it. Can I have an amen? I love their ice. So no, I'm I'm stuck either way. If I want more ice, if I want more drink, I can't get it with the 32-ounce cup. I have to get a bigger cup. So as a church, we have to get bigger in our mindset and in how we handle it so that we, God can pour in more. The other side is God's a good God. Why would God waste resources? Amen. I thank God for every church that's bigger than us. Evidently, they're doing something a little bit better or something to better, but thank God they're ministering to people. Can I have an amen? Our job is to make sure we're the best we can be. Give me a good amen on that, amen? So so that's that's our job. And so we're we're making sure we're doing things, uh, getting things ready. Some things we've just kind of let slip as a church. I've let slip. Sometimes the attitude's like, well, you know, we're just, you know, everybody knows this. Not that everybody don't know that. So uh, by Easter, now Easter Sunday's a whole different world. I mean this. Um, If you're an usher, greeter, whatever, I want you to be wearing your name tags. I don't have mine on. I think it's in my bag. Um, But that's gonna be kind of a mandatory. I wanna make sure that if somebody walks in, if they wanna know where somebody is, they know it. Can I have an amen? amen. Throw this out, a little bit of church love. If you're a regular and you're in the foyer and you're chatting, get in the sanctuary. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? I don't mean that wrong. You don't, you don't want to look clickish in the sanctuary. You want to look welcoming in the sanctuary. Amen. You want to look welcoming in the foyer. You don't want to look like you don't want people to walk in. You want to be welcoming. Can I have an amen? Come in here and spread out. Find, find you a good seat. Get in here. Let's do something new. Get in here before the service starts. Can I have an amen? And swamp in the coffee thing. Get get here a little bit early and fellowship. But why? Because we want to be welcoming to people. Again, my daughter visited a church near Nashville, and uh, their website says, come visit. You will find loving, engaging people. The only two people out of 300, 250, something like that, 200, 250, whatever it was. It was large, bigger than nice. us. The only person who greeted her was the senior pastor. And then a woman walked up and introduced herself, pastor's wife. She says, not one person said hello. And then thank God she visited the Assembly of God church. Thank God for the Assembly of God, can I have an amen? And she went and visited the Assembly of God. It was a small church. I actually had a guest speaker. And she says, my Lord, it was like Uncle Danny. I said, what do you mean? She said, we started at 10.30 and we were still going by 1, 1.30. And well, they had a rental church come in. She said, all of a sudden, the band members just came up and took all their stuff and started cleaning the tables, the the, the platform off. She said, it was great. I said, did they greet you? She said, yes, sir, they did. And so uh, it's blessed her. Who in here knows that blesses people? So I, I encourage you, find somebody. So on Easter Sunday, my prayer is we have a number of people we don't know. On the other side, I have, we have a number of people. We invite, can I have an amen? Yeah. We invite people. Jesus said, go out in the highways and byways. I was the first church I was ever on staff with. My gosh, it used to wear me out. We did this every Sunday. We'd face the north and command them to come in. We'd face the south, command them to come in. We'd face the east, command them to come in. Face the west, command them to come in. Come in, saint, come in, sinner. we command them to come in. We never went out and got them. Jesus said, go out in the highways and byways and compel them to come in. He didn't say stay in church and just pray they come in, but who in here knows you gotta pray. You gotta pray for them to come in, but you also need to go out and do something with it and give him something to work with. So again, so we're gonna have, uh, I think, what have we got, 2,500 cards, 5,000 cards? I don't know, we got a bunch of cards. If we need to, we'll buy more cards. And um, I want you to just give them out everywhere. So here's really one thing I want you to do when you get the cards next week. I want you to go out, when you go out to eat, I want you to take a small stack, and they need to stay in the condiment section at the Chick-fil-A, can I have an amen? Somebody says, well, what if I leave three of them and they get thrown away? That little person who worked there saw them, can I have an amen? Don't worry about that. now, I will say this, if you're a man, don't stick them on the urinal. Can I have an amen, okay? <laughs> Nobody's picking that up. I- I've seen not many tracks I've seen on the urinal at a men's mid- mid- restroom. I ain't picking that up. I mean, I guess if I'm going to hell and I'm desperate, I would. But uh, so maybe not that. But, but put them out, hand them out, invite people. Can everybody say amen? Yeah. Let's turn a few Bibles through real quick to 3 John 2 as we get ready for our offering. There's many ways you can give. They're all on the screen. If you're online, I think we have a screen in here. There's Zell. You can always go to give dot grace summit church dot org um again between now and easter not easter sunday we won't do it but between now and the sunday before easter i'm encouraging everybody to give extra again uh, website mail outs uh that's what me she goes how much that mail out gonna cost us and i was like it ain't much she goes how much And i said i don't know i think i lowballed it so she wouldn't worry about it just you know four or five hundred bucks it costs money to reach people can i have an amen well, oh, y'all didn't get excited about that. Who in here knows it costs money to reach people? And it's worth it. It's worth it. Uh, sometimes people ask me why I do some things I do now. Because I got grandkids. I want my grandkids blessed. I want them, I want them to be blessed. So why do I do it? I do it for somebody else's grandkids. So um, this is a verse. Everybody's read this verse probably. It says, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospered. And who in here knows that's always the will of God? for us to prosper and be in health yeah. as our soul prospers. So as we get ready to give today uh, with our tithes and our offerings, and again, if, if the Lord leads you, and I'd, I'd ask that you prayerfully consider it, to give above your tithes and offerings towards Easter, uh, you can just mark it on your envelope, Easter. I even There may even be something online to give for Easter. If not, you can put outreach on that, but we wanna just give God something to work with. Um, I know I, I I always try to be very cognizant of the fact of my neighbors. I am the president of the HOA Association, so I don't want to abuse that, but I, I'm, I'm always pray about, you know, asking, and I do, I ask some of my neighbors usually to come to Easter. I try to understand that because, did everybody get me on that? You know what I mean? I mean, you know, <laughs> if you don't come to my church, we're raising your dues. Can I have an amen? I've never thought about that, but maybe we should do that. Praise God. And um, if anybody's watching from my HOA, we're not doing that. Um, so, uh, and I, we do have people who watch. And so I I just encourage you, as you give for Easter, believe God for something, not only in your life, but for somebody else. Because God said, I desire above all things that you prosper and be in health. It's always the will of God to prosper. Satan wants us to believe it's not his will to prosper. And the greatest prosperity you will ever have, and everybody ought to say a good amen on this, is being born again and knowing that when you die, you go to heaven. That's the greatest level of prosperity there is. But who in here knows it doesn't stop there? Jesus didn't die just so that we could go to heaven and not have anything on this earth. Amen. He came so that we could have life and that more abundantly, amen? amen. But who in here knows we, in this world, we will what? Suffer tribulation, right. but be a good cheer. Yep. For I have overcome the world, amen? amen? So we have great things to be rejoicing about. So I want you to hold your offering in your hand, your giving in your hand. And um, again, a lot of things to be uh, prayerful for, a lot of things to be thankful for. And a lot of things to be expecting of, because this is a season of expectation, and I believe a year of the great shepherd. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you right now for the opportunity to sow and to give into the kingdom. Thank you, Father, that you meet every need in this house. You meet every need for every family. We believe, Father, that this church, we just confess and believe that you always bring in more than $15,000. We thank you, Father, that you always meet our need. Thank you, Father, that you always meet every need for every church family in Jesus' name. We stand on the Word of God, that where you said that you meet all of our need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you today that you are faithful that promised, and that you have delivered us from the oppression, and that you desire above all things that we may prosper and be hell. Father, help us reach out in Easter. Help us grow as a congregation uh, uh, spiritually. And, and, I, and I, when I say grow, I don't mean just new, I don't mean no at all, to be honest. I mean, help us grow as a congregation to be able to do more, to reach more. Stretch us, God. Stretch us. Father, we, we don't want um, people to get jobs done. Father, we ask you to give us jobs so that we can be done, so that we can be perfected in your image. So, Father, we ask you right now to give us wisdom and guidance as we approach Easter. Give us great ability for outreach. Uh, Father, just let there be something that attracts people to those signs, to that, those, those cards. Amen. Let your spirit grab their attention in Jesus' name. Amen. And Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. amen. Say thank God, thank God for a good harvest in my life, in my life. and at Easter. Amen. amen. Give me some giving music and you can come up and bring your offering. Oh, I can't give this. envelope. I'll see Chris in here. Did you give a loan? Oh. <laughs> Amen. If you got your Bibles, you can turn with me to John chapter 7. And um, I haven't preached on this in a while, and I felt and led, and so I'm, I'm going to take my time in this. I'm, 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 I'm hoping I don't get too preachy. I'm hoping I don't get too rabbit Um I'll, I, I enjoy, when I hear a preacher preach, I enjoy the rabbit trail sometimes more than some of the other. Because sometimes there's something in the rabbit trail that sticks with me longer in line with what he's preaching. Um, Knowing that the year we're in, the the day we live in, uh, as I look around and I see young lives. um, Who in here knows we need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives more than any other time. We desperately need to be hungry for the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. Now, for the last year, actually maybe a little more than that, we've been doing a small group on Sunday morning. It meets at uh, 9.45, goes to 10.30. We usually start about five or 10 minutes late because we're having fun, and then um, we go about five or 10 minutes late because we're still having fun. Can I have an amen? And we've been doing it actually on the book of Acts and and the power of God in the church in this generation, in this, uh, I should say, dispensation um, I know somebody actually suggested we do one on Revelation, and I actually have a book coming, We're we're praying about that, looking at that, and uh, uh, that'd be fun and exciting. Can I have an amen? amen? Who in here knows we need to know where we're going? Uh, I said earlier today, I sometimes, uh, I never have liked it when I've met people who major only on prophecy, because they, it's, it's great to know about tomorrow, but who in here knows we need to know how to live today? Amen. And so I, I've always approached life that way. I want something very applicable. Uh, I, don't really, I don't care for theory and hypotheses, theologically. I don't, I just, I'm, I'm not gonna waste my time talking to people like that. Uh, how many angels can dance on the head of a pen? As many as need to. Can I have an amen? But I don't really know why God would need that to happen. And who in here knows that God doesn't answer stupid people? Can I have an amen? I learned that from uh, Lester Summerall and I still think that's good. So, but I want us to, to take some time and study some things, a couple. So John chapter 7, I actually had a dream this week about this, so it confirmed that to me. John chapter 7, verse 37 says, and on that day, the, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried amongst them, if anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripturist said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this spake he concerning the Spirit whom, um, I'm sorry, but this spake he concerning the Spirit whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now, who in here knows God wants us to walk in the Spirit? And he wants us to have a revelation of that. Now, many times though, we do not walk in that due to the fact that we do not have what I'm gonna call a real good understanding of the difference between the indwelling of the Spirit and what has also been called in the Bible, the baptism or the overflowing of the Spirit. So turn with me in your Bibles to the book of John chapter four. Now, as I say this, as I preach this, if somebody would sit and say, oh, Pastor Chris, I don't need to hear this. I've heard about the baptism of the Holy Spirit many, many times. I've heard about the indwelling of the Spirit many, many times. Then I'm gonna remind you, Philippians chapter three, uh, verse one, where Paul says, finally, my brethren, for me to repeat the same words to you again is safe. Now, um, I'm, I'm, I've been watching golf lately. I'm wanting to play golf. Um, I want to beat Mark Wagon Connect. Can I have an amen? That's my only goal this year. I want to beat Mark Wagon severely several times. And what's funny is I don't need to get advanced to play better golf. I just need to play better fundamentals to play better golf. And any time you talk to anybody in professional sports, they will tell you this, that the best athletes are not anything better really than, they're better at the fundamentals than anybody else. Uh, I've watched so many golfers and they'll say, what did you do this year that gave you the edge? I practiced chipping, I practiced putting, I practiced my stance, I got my balance, I knew something was off. I just got back to fundamentals. Who in here knows the fundamentals of the kingdom are what keep us safe? So again, John chapter four, this is verse 10. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it was who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to her, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well? And drank from it himself as well as his sons and livestock. Jesus answered, heard, and said, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Now, that verse sounds very similar to John chapter 7 that we just read about, but yet it's different. Because John chapter four talks about, let's read it again, he says, it will whoever drinks of this water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become to in him. That water will become in him a fountain. It said that he will never thirst, but in him. and not it amazing too, he uses the phrase a whale. But yet in John chapter seven, we read, he said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes in me, as the spirit has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Well, this right here is where a lot of what they call secessionists, and that's what I call them, people who believe that spiritual gifts have ceased, that this is one of the verses where they get mixed up on because they believe that when you get saved, that's all you get. Well, see, I grew up in Pentecostal services. We never gave grace to what you got when you got saved. So there's a difference between the indwelling of the Spirit. Who in here knows when you get saved, you receive the gift of the Spirit in you that is a well of life springing up and everybody say amen. Amen. If something changes. Did anybody change when you got saved? Did anybody sense anything change when you got saved? I got a, a second third cousin i can't remember he's he's in heaven now man when, before he got saved you could look at his before driver's license and his after driver's license he carried him around for years and honey it was like this one here looked like a mob hitman man who was mad and ticked off and this one here looked like the happiest youngest guy you've ever seen i mean there was a dramatic change in him and the spirit of him changed inside I was joking with, uh, I believe it was Harold yesterday, having a good time. Uh, there, there was a guy we used to go to church with named Pat Kelly. You remember Pat Kelly, Lisa? Man, Pat Kelly was the smilingest, happiest Jesus person I ever met in my life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I mean, he was that way all the time. All the time. Just praise the Lord. Well, his kids in children's church one Sunday. He says, Can y'all pray for my daddy? I said, Son, what is it? Well, my daddy got drunk last night, and him and my mama got in a big knockdown, dragout fight, and he went to jail. So after service, I walked up. I said, "Brother Pat, I said, can I have a word?" Praise Lord, what is it? He said, "Yeah, you can't." Yeah, Amen. I said, and that was him. I mean, he wasn't in there. I said, "Who he was?" I said, "Did did did you and John um, get in a fight? Did you get drunk and go to jail?" He goes, Where, "Where'd you hear that, brother?" I said, well, your son's giving out prayer requests in children's church, and it's got me concerned. He goes, well, that did happen before I got saved. He said, that's a number of years ago. He said, but yeah, he said, yeah, that's right. I mean, but, but there had been a change, and that change was evident. That change was real. But you know, that change didn't affect really anybody else in a sense, because a whale is in me. That's what Jesus said. But yet in John chapter seven, if we flip there, it says, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes as the Spirit has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But yet, sometimes people don't read that next verse, but this spake he concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him should receive. Whom those believing in him should receive. Go say that again. Those believing in him should receive. Which evidently means there has to be something more that the believer can receive other than just the well. And sometimes, I, again, I got a friend and, and I love him, he's a good guy, but he grew up a secessionist. He actually told me, he says, I preached for years that Jesus didn't do anything. He said that none of these gifts were real. He says, but I have changed. He says, uh, "He goes, I don't believe that no more. He says, but I, I don't believe in it. He says, but I don't pray in tongues. And I don't, he says, you know, he goes, I, I think if God wants you to have it, he'll give it to you. But if he don't really want you to have it, you're not going to get it. Now, I will point out later that, that that's not true either, because everything in the kingdom works the same way. You have to receive it by faith. And you have to really kind of, if you will, pursue it. Could you not say that when you got saved at the point that you realized that you weren't saved, you pursued salvation, you did something to get there? You prayed a prayer, you came forward, you shook the preacher's hand, you, filled, you did something. Can I have an amen, you did something? But there's a difference between the work of the Spirit, the indwelling, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And God wants us to receive all that he has. But now here's another side. If you don't want to walk in something, that's okay, too. Who in here knows Jesus will take you as far as you want to go? And he will take you out in deep waters if you want to. But if you want to tread water, you can tread. If you want to sit in the, in, the, in the shallows, you can sit in the shallows. And Jesus is not condemning. <clears throat> I think this is sad. I've, I've done this. I've had this conversation with several people in this church before. I've met people, and I've preached healing. I've preached salvation. I've preached deliverance. And they don't get it. I can't get it in them. I don't know why. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I've even, I've talked to other preachers. They'll say the same thing. It's just some people just don't. And yet, they're saved. You know they're saved. You know they love Jesus. But yet, you can't get any other redemptive truth in them. You preach healing. You preach the Holy Spirit. You preach the gifts of the Spirit. You preach, just racked with fear, racked with worry. Oh, I just, you you never can get past that. And I mean, I, I do, I carry it heavy sometimes. Like, what am I doing wrong Maybe I need to use hand puppets, you know, something. You know what I mean? Maybe I need to use a flannel graph, something. Well, what can I do? <coughs> but you know what? I, I realize that's as far as they want to go. Yeah. So you know what I do? I just love them. I mean, I have, actually, I have actually done services in this building, other buildings, other churches. Preached about healing, preached about redemption. Take communion, holy communion, where we believe we receive the body and the blood of the Lord. Believing that the Bible says to judge yourself so you don't die early. Judge yourself, preach on that for a moment. Actually talk about what that means to judge yourself, to judge yourself as righteous, as as healed, as whole. Not not with condemnation, because there's no condemnation in us to those who are in Christ Jesus, but to judge yourself according to the word of God. If you're wrong, if you're out of line, judge it, judge it, fix it, fix it right now. And thank God, but when we receive communion, we're gonna act just like we're saved. We'll receive communion. We're going to act just like we've received. We're going to stand up and thank God that we're saved. Stand up and thank God that we're healed. Stand up and thank God that we're blessed. Stand up and thank God our needs are met. Stand up and thank God all of our debts are paid. Stand up and thank, amen, amen, amen. We're going to believe it. We're going to act like it. We're 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 going to shout it. Can I have an amen? Amen. Everybody got me? Go out in the foyer right after the service. Somebody walk up to you man, you're looking good. i tell you right now, I don't know how I'm going to make it. You know, I mean, my back's been killing me. I just, just took Holy Communion, thank God. But so what I did, I can get frustrated with that. More at me than anybody else. What am I not doing? They, they don't see it. So you know what I do now? I just love everybody. I mean, I used to just frustrate me. I just love everybody. Some people get it. Some people don't. what Jesus do? He said, you cast seed everywhere you can. Some receive it, some don't. Some you get 30, some you get 60, some you get 100, some you don't get any at all. But you gotta love them. Now, who in here knows that Romans chapter five says, the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Ghost. See, the Holy Ghost work in us changes everything. I mean, once the Holy Spirit starts moving in you, man, it just changes everything. You'll have grace for people (laughs) that you couldn't, that you used to hate. I think it's amazing. There's a there's a man in Alabama, black man. He's won a hundred KKK members to the Lord, and has a relationship with a hundred men that previously were in the KKK and hated him. He did it one at a time. You know what he did? He met them. He fellowship with them. He preached to them. He actually, if I remember right, he went to some of their meetings. That's a bold man to go to the KKK rally. Can I have an amen? I love that. But what was he? He's full of the Holy Spirit. That's what Paul did. Paul just ran, so when the Holy Spirit comes and impacts your life, it changes everything. But I mean this with all my heart, let's just don't stop anywhere with him. Let's go as far as he wants to take us. Because who in here knows once you're saved and you got the whale, thank God you need to get into the river. Because river's got force, it's got power. Whale, I have to draw it up, the river just flows. Man, the river just gets easy. I remember as a kid, we used to go play in the river. Man, the river was fun. I loved it when the river got high, had current. We'd we'd make little paper boats and put them upstream, run like the Dickens to try to beat it down to where we could watch it go by. I don't know why that was exciting as a kid. As I look back, that's a pretty sad sad moment in life that you're excited to watch. So we'd throw leaves and watch the leaves. Why, it's got force, it's got power. You can do something with that. It does something, it changes something. But who in here knows we shouldn't just stop with that? I've met people who stop with that. I mean, why? They, they get baptized in the Holy Spirit, have a prayer language, pray in other tongues. We'll look at that in a couple weeks. And yet, never ever wanna operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Because you know what they'll say? Well, I guess if the Lord wants to use me, he will. I'm just, but yet, 1 Corinthians 12, I said this to a pat- the, uh, the friend of mine who we were talking one day. And he said, well, I just believe if God wants to. I said, yeah, I said, I, I agree with that in a sense. And I looked at him, I said, but I disagree with it in another sense. He goes, why? I said, I believe God wants to use everybody and give it to everybody, but he also said you have to desire spiritual gifts. So I said, and that was said to the body, I said in Corinthians, to the whole church, not just to Paul or somebody else. I said, everybody should desire spiritual gifts. Now I love spiritual gifts when they're working. It kind of cracks me up sometimes. Sometimes you just do stuff and you don't know what's going on. And then you find out after the fact of what happened. Years ago, I'm up in New Jersey preaching. There's a kid on the front row, Hispanic kid, sharp looking kid, and I mean decked out. I mean, he had this gorgeous suit, had the tie. Now, there was a time when the little small knot was big. The big knot had come back at this time. He had this big knotted tie, and I'm like, my Lord, I bet it took three three tries to try to tie that tie, because I mean, he's a young kid. What kid knows how to tie, tie a double Windsor knot? Does anybody in here even know what a double Windsor knot is? Hold your hand up. Wow. And one of them's my wife. I don't know what that says about the rest of y'all men. Can I have an amen? Okay, I just, say sad. And so um, he looked at, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm preaching stuff and we're about to pray for you. I called him up. I said, can I pray for you? And he said, well, yeah. And I prayed a prayer. Now this is something funny about me and I've never understood it and I don't like it. I don't remember a lot of that stuff. In that moment, I'm very clear. After the moment, It just zaps away. And I I didn't even remember. About a year later, I get a letter from this kid. And he said that I said something to him, and I barely remember this. I looked at him, I said, said, you feel like you've been in a closet and shackled for some time. And that's all I remember, really. But man, he sent me this great email thanking me for that prophetic word, for that word of knowledge and word of wisdom that spoke to him not only of who he was, where he was, but where he was gonna go. And I mean, we've got, we're still in good relationship. I thank God for that. I mean, I live for that. I live for when I can feel it, when I can hold it. In fact, if it was up to me, I would do this at least 18 hours a day. I'd be dead by the time I'm 67. Can I have an amen? Because you can't do this 18 hours a day. But I would love it. Why? Just because it's good. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's fun to see people healed. It's good to see that. I had a good testimony from Alan Mendiga. Uh, we prayed for his eyes some weeks back. He was having problems, and the doctor was wanting to do surgery and all this stuff, and he, he told him, the doctor said, your eye's doing good. He said, if we see a miracle, we'll just scratch the other. Can I have an amen? amen. God heals people. Uh, Luke's friend came a couple weeks ago. Y'all heard that testimony? God healed him on his bladder. Thank God he heals. I mean, why? But you know what? If you don't want to walk in it, Jesus never will take you there. But you know, the other side to it with that is, is that you never get to see God move in other people. And God did not give us the Holy Spirit, especially the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to just soak in ourselves. In Acts chapter one, verse eight, it says, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses. Everybody say witnesses. Everybody say witnesses. Now a witness is somebody who can testify according to something or testify given to something. But a witness is also somebody who can do something. Here, witness me do this. And you can do it. The Holy Spirit changes everything. There ought to be a hunger in us to receive more of him, to be more open to him. In fact, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, this is the amplified translation. Uh, I find this uh, very enjoyable. But you shall receive power. Ability. I love this next word, efficiency. Because who in here knows wasting time is not fun. And might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and unto the ends of the very bounds of this earth. But yet, sometimes we don't pay attention to it or we don't hunger for it. Now, I don't know about y'all. I love reading about Peter. Peter cracks me up. Peter just is just a roughneck dude. I mean, he's Jewish, but he's gotta be one of the worst Jews you ever met. In fact, it's funny, he's a Jew who was actually sent to preach to Gentiles. And Paul, who was a Jew with a Jew, was sent to preach to the, I'm sorry, Peter preached to the Jews, much more than Paul did. Paul, who was a Jew with Jews, he was sent to the Gentiles, which proves something else. That by the power of the Holy Spirit, God can use you wherever he needs you. It does not matter your qualifications that you can be used. But Peter was just a mess. But who in here remembers the story about Peter? What did Peter do when he heard the three times? What did he do three times? He denied Christ. Now this is the guy who had been up on the Mount of Transfiguration. Peter, James, and John. Now think of that, who's ever said this? I used to say it, y'all other me said, boy, if I could just see a miracle, it'd change my life. No, it wouldn't, never will. You'll be awed. It'll be what's called a wonder. Who's ever read that says uh, he did signs and wonders? What's that doing? It makes everybody wonder. Oh, wow. It gets attention. All you can do when you get attention is preach. Once you preach, you hope and pray that, that, that the preaching brings a harvest and you get some somebody saved. But the signs and wonders don't change anything. It didn't change Peter. If it had changed Peter, he wouldn't have denied him. But yet he did deny him. And this guy in the Bible actually says, you ought to look it up, <clears throat> sometimes he used harsh words. In Georgia, we call that cussing. Can I have an amen? He, 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 he used harsh words to deny that he was one of the disciples or that he knew Christ. That guy had to then go back to all his friends in that room, meet with them and apologize. But you know, we shouldn't be too hard on Peter. They all ran, is that right? They all ran away. And so now they're up in that upper room and the Holy Spirit comes in, Acts chapter two. uh, two, And he falls on all of them. And the Bible says that fire came upon their head. It looked like cloven tongues of fire. Fire came upon them. And they begin to pray in other tongues. And guess what? Peter, the same guy that denied him three times, preaches absolutely one of the most accusatory, boldest messages you'll ever read in the entire Bible. He actually looks at all the Jews who just weeks back had said, give us Barabbas. To all those Jews and said, you Jews whom crucified Christ. He calls them out. How was he able to do that? But wait a minute, he didn't call them out out of hatred. He did it out of love. And preached this great message, full of the Holy Ghost, anointed by God. The Bible says that 3,000 men got saved. I don't know why it didn't count the women and kids. I'd have been counting everybody. Can I have an amen? Dogs, cats, baby (laughs) bottles, babies that made noise. If I had a baby doll that made a noise, that baby would have been counted. Can I have an amen? We'd have counted that right in the kingdom. Why? The Holy Spirit changed them. Who in here knows that if there's anybody we ought to spend time with on this earth, it's the Holy Spirit. Because he is the agent at work in the earth today. We spend time with Jesus in the word, but the Holy Spirit is the one who does all the work. In fact, in the Amplified Bible, I don't have it here, I do have the definitions out. If you have an Amplified Bible, you can find seven words that speak to the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the earth. Number one, uh, we we, um, we actually did not read this. This is um, John chapter 14. And this is verse 15 through 18. I'll read it to uh, to give a context. If you love me, Keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Does the King James say comforter? I think the King James says comforter there. But you can translate it either way. You can actually translate it seven different ways. And that word, I've always loved this word, is called paraclete. And and you know why I like it. It sounds like parakeet. Can I have an amen? But it's paraclete. It means comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. And you could honestly preach a message on every one of those words. The Holy Spirit is the missing ingredient of all of our lives. It is the number one thing as a New Testament believer in this generation that we should pursue is his presence in our life. I don't know about y'all, I've had seasons where I could tell his presence was with me strongly. Those are fun days. And I've had seasons where I've had to walk in faith because I couldn't feel it. Now I've had services where I could sense it great. And I've had services where I couldn't sense it at all. You know what I did on both services? I walked the same. Real quick throw out and clothes. we'll close. Now this is experience talking, this I can not I can't prove this from the Bible. I can't prove it by experience because I've watched it and I've participated in this. Some people are very open to the Spirit of God in their life. Have you ever noticed that? Man, they flow in it. They receive it. And this isn't what I'm about to say any this to them or to the other group. But some people aren't. Some people are kind of, I can't tell nothing. And sometimes it's because of logic. Some people have to have logic to do it. And if they can't understand it, then it it must not be real. And their faith can't leap past logic. I had a pastor ask me one time, he was a medical doctor, and we were talking about prayer and healing and stuff. He said, you know what? He said, I wish I had people healed in my ministry. He goes, I've been preaching like 25 years. He goes, I ain't never had nobody healed in my ministry. I said, well, that's easy. He said, why? I said, because you're a medical doctor. I I said, it's hard for your faith to jump over the logic of medicine. I said, because you know how the pancreas does it and the liver does that and the kidney does that. I said, I don't know how any of it works. I don't care. I said, I'm ignorant of that, but I can be strong in faith. I I looked at him, I said, but when it comes to a car, I said, I can't pray for God to fix a car. He's like, well, I've done that. I said, now I can pray that God will help me get somewhere so I can fix the car. But if my car needs rings, it needs rings. It's hard for me to believe, because I ain't got a scripture that says, Yea, thou shalt pray for thy car by fifty-seven Chevrolet, and I shall restore it. I can't find that scripture that thou shalt change thy oil and it shall be renewed. I wish it was there, but it's not. If it was there, I'd believe it. But I got the healing one, but I don't have the other. One. But I do have the verses that says he'll be with me wherever it goes, that he will bless me along the way, that he'll not cause my foot to stumble. And so. I mean, I've got verses that can lead me, that he can save me, he can prosper me, he can help me. And again, I've never been left stranded on the side of the road. Like somewhere far out where I couldn't get help or something, you know, just, I say stranded, 15 minutes, 20 minutes max, you know, and I'm taken care of. I mean, I've never, but he couldn't get that. But here's my point, no matter what it is, you have to walk in faith with it. Now, if I looked at you right now and walked up and said, do you believe the Holy Spirit's at work in your life? That has to be a yes if you're in faith. But now if you're in feeling or logic, it won't be. Because the way I grew up, we couldn't say that the Holy Spirit was at work in our life unless we were shouting and dancing. But if we were shouting and dancing, man, we'd leave the church all happy. Man, God moved today. A Holy Ghost moved today. What, what preacher preached? Oh, he didn't preach at all. It was a great service, which evidently doesn't say much for his preaching. Can I have an amen? I've heard that all my life. Man, it was the best service ever. He didn't even preach. Oh, y'all might need to get a new preacher. Can I have an amen? I just, I don't know. I understand that. And I get that. But who in here knows when times are hard and it's dark and you don't know what to do? and your body's right for pain, cause symptoms and attacks. That's when you ought to stand with boldness and faith and say, thank God God's working in my life. Thank God, I, what, did, what did Job say? This much I know, my redeemer lives. He's working in my life. The Holy Spirit's moving in my life. This I stand on, why? Cause I got not only a well to feed myself, I got rivers to flow out to other people. I've said this for years. I used to fight depression sometimes, kinda hard. And then what I'd do, if, if I realized it and I picked up on it, I'd go to the post office every time. And I'd hang out in the post office for about 45 minutes. I'd take a little bit to check my mail and I'd stand in the long, post office line there was always long. And I'd stand in the line and I'd joke and cut up with all the people in there. I'd tell st- church stories, tell where I'd been, tell what I'd been preaching about, just do that. And the whole time I'm doing, what was I doing? I'm using the river in me of life to flow out to them, other people. But here's the good part. The more I let it flow out to them, the more it blessed me. I mean, I, I, you know, I, in fact, I still remember one time I was in there and I was just joking around and I said something. I said, dear Lord, I knew it wasn't gonna, this was back, remember all those postal shootings back in the 90s? There was a bunch of postal shootings. And I looked at them and I said, I, found, I read a study. I said, why they finally figured out why they all, y'all keep shooting each other, and he said, "Why?" I said, "Cause y'all move so slow. Y'all can't hit anything fast." I said, I said if they there. I said if y'all was just shooting regular civilians, I said y'all wouldn't hit anything." I said, "Y'all the slowest thing ever." I said, "How long does it take a letter to get to California and so They looked at me. They said, "Chris, you're terrible." I said, "Yeah, but I believe in Jesus and He loves me, and you got to forgive me for it." Can I have an amen? And they were like, "I don't think it says that." I'd start, but I'd I throw stuff out. I'd have stuff, but it would bless me and it would pick me up. I found that out. Why? Why? That river. The Holy Spirit in me getting out. And again, yet Jesus said through, through the Holy Spirit to the Corinthian church, desire spiritual gifts. So who in here knows that this church will always desire spiritual gifts. We are unashamedly believing in the, not only the indwelling of the Spirit at the new birth, but the power invested to us as a witness after the new birth. As Jesus said, whom they that believe shall receive. And everybody say amen. Amen. Now here, as we get ready to close, I'm gonna gonna do a couple things real quick because it's Family Sunday, it's 12.23. i meant to finish at 12.15. Gone eight minutes over. Um, If you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, I'm gonna throw this out. I'm not gonna pray for you today because I want you to see from Scripture over a couple weeks, repetitively, that it is the will of God for you to receive the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, for you to pray in other tongues. There's a great debate today of whether or not that's the initial evidence and stuff. Whether you wanna say it's the initial or not, it's the only evidence I can find in the book of Acts. But again, the reason why people argue with that is because they get confused between the indwelling of the Spirit and the baptism of the Spirit. Because who in here knows God can use his spiritual gifts however he wants i've met people preach that you can't flow in the word of wisdom word of knowledge tongues are interpreted unless you've been baptized in the holy spirit yet i've met guys who i know didn't pray in tongues or believe in the baptism have the word of wisdom and knowledge operate in their life by the spirit of god i've seen that i've met people you know why because those gifts those nine gifts says those work as he wills which i don't really like because i there's a couple of them i wish i could make work all the time I just make it work all the time word of knowledge right here coming at you right now you better leave or I'm gonna tell you everything bad you've done you better leave right now it's coming at you you know just right go to the hospital just you 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 out I'd love to have that who wouldn't love to have that can I have an amen but that don't take faith and without faith it's impossible to please him so I so here's my challenge to you in the next couple weeks bring your Bible I want you to have a paper Bible and I want you to see in that Bible that it says what I'm saying, not on that screen, not anywhere else, but that it says in the Bible, that verse that I just read here, we'll finish with this verse and then we'll pray. But he spake this concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified now see i've I've seen people take that verse and imply that that was meant that that the holy spirit wasn't given because of salvation but yet we know that's not the case because jesus hadn't been glorified well in acts chapter one jesus had been glorified he was resurrected but yet the holy spirit hadn't been given so that verse has to be post beginning of acts chapter one or uh, and after acts chapter two So, but I want you to have faith for it. Because I promise you, if you if you've never read some of these scriptures, if you've never studied some of these scriptures, you won't have as much faith for it. And I want you to have faith because there's sometimes for me, the feeling's there. Probably just the last four or five years when I pray for people, I feel stuff now a whole lot more than I used to. I've always felt it with healing. I've always felt it with healing in my left hand. That's the weirdest thing to me, never in my right. I always have to pray for people with my left. I don't understand that. I only know of one minister in my entire life I've ever met said the same thing. And she was a woman. So I must be her sister too. Can I have an amen? I'm Karen King's sister according to Facebook. I'm her sister too, which is fine. But here's something else. It don't matter if I feel it or not. The power of the Lord is present to heal. Can I have an amen? And to deliver and to set free. If we'll believe it. And if we act on it. Closing thought. Most Christians, especially Pentecostals, who love to tell me how God moved on a Sunday and how God didn't move on another Sunday. If it's the same God and it's the same passion he has for us, why doesn't he move the same way every week? It ain't God. It's us not being as passionate. Can I have an amen? Heavenly Father, we bow our heads right now. Bow your heads with me. Father, we ask you, I ask you, we desire spiritual gifts. We desire your moving. We desire your spirit. And Father, we ask you that as we study in the next few weeks going into Easter, the work of the Holy Spirit in our life, that Father, you would show yourself with signs and wonders in our midst. Father, we desire spiritual gifts. And we desire, in Jesus' name, that your spirit would manifest upon us. Thank you, Father, for the indwelling of the spirit of the new birth. But Father, we also thank you for the baptism, the overflowing of the Holy Spirit upon our life. Thank you, Father, for the gift of tongues that you give to us to pray in a prayer language. And Father, we thank you too for the nine gifts of the spirit that you've given so that we may minister to others. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Right now, if there's anybody watching and they don't know Jesus, they've never received that well in their heart that you would speak to them, that they would pray a prayer such as, Father, forgive me and cleanse me and receive me and let Jesus come into my life. Father, you promised us that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody pray this with me real quick. Say, Heavenly Father, I hunger today for your spirit. I hunger today for your anointing. I want an encounter with the Holy Spirit in my life, in my family, in my generation, in my nation. I ask you, Holy Spirit. I I say, I'm sorry. I ask you, Father, that by the Holy Spirit, your redemptive truth be revealed to me of all that I can walk in, in Jesus' name. Because I will follow you wherever you go, in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. 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 I don't know what my announcements are. I want to encourage you next week where we'll pick up where we left off here. Um, if you're a first, second, third time guest, if you'll use the QR code. Uh, the next couple of weeks, we're actually going to have all those on the back of the, the QR code on the back of the, some of the seats, and um, but you can use that to uh, connect with us if you're a first, second, third time guest, whether you're in person or online. Um, let's see what's next. Wednesday nights, um, Facebook exclusive, Facebook Grace Summit Church, Grace Summit Church exclusive online Bible study is the way Molly titled it the first time. Um, and then our women just had a great great meeting uh, yesterday. So the next ones will be in April uh, First Saturday of April, which I believe will be the first I think I'm not sure and then Easter at Grace Summit uh, April 9th 11 a.m. Everybody say I will bring people Gonna have an amen and I want to encourage you this not church people find you some lost people if you don't have any heathen friends, go make some. Can I have an amen? Just walk up to them. Say, you heathen, you going to hell? I need to be your friend. Amen. <laughs> just, just, just ask them right off the bat. Say, are you going to hell? If you're going to hell, I need to be your friend. I'm not going to hell and I'm, I want to be your friend. Can I have an amen? Love on some people. And um, that's one thing I don't like about church work. You don't have enough heathen friends. Um, I like heathen friends. You know, it's, it's good to minister to them. It's good, good to be around them. It's good to preach the gospel to them. It's good to watch their face light up when you walk in the room. And all of a sudden they realize they've been cussing and they shouldn't. Can I have an amen? I love doing that. I walked in the room with this guy goes, oh, I'm sorry. I said, brother, I'm not your judge. I said, I am not judge you. I said, you're going to hell, but I'm not the one sending you there. <laughs> he looked at me, he goes, why do you want? I said, listen, listen, we're good. Can I have an amen? Stand up with me. Look at somebody and say, I believe the Holy Spirit is at work in my life supernaturally. And I desire it every day of my life in Jesus name. Amen. amen. And may the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And you're anointed to win, empowered to prosper, and possible to curse. In Jesus' name, amen. You're dismissed. This Saturday is prayer night. That's right. This Saturday is prayer night. Thank you, ma'am. Send.